Okay, so in this week's edition of Behind Enemy Lines, we're joined by Richard Deus of At West Brom Blog, and also a feature writer on the West Brom section of the Metro Newspaper Online. Good evening, Richard. Hi there, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, you had a brilliant result last last Saturday uh, at Old Trafford. Um, you must be cock-a-hoop about that. I'm over the moon. It's beyond our wildest dreams. Um, it's quite surprising, really, as well, because, in all honesty, we haven't been playing well for quite a long time. The, the result against Sunderland was our first sort of positive performance in a long time, and then to go to Old Trafford and do, do that was unbelievable right I was going to ask you how would you assess your season so far but you seem to have uh, well, yeah. given us that you seem to have just turned a, turned a bit of a corner the last last couple of matches I mean the first first three matches were, were dreadful really really poor um, just all really awful football the timings of Sessignon and Malfitano have just given everyone a bit of a boost I think and uh, playing some really nice football again good stuff good stuff okay um Callum, have you got any questions for Richard? Well, I just wanted to say that um, even though we're not West Brom fans, I think I might have enjoyed that game just as much as you. <laughs> it was, you know, it's always great to see uh, Manchester United humbled at home, but to see the manner in which it was done, it was just absolutely superb. And the uh, the Amalfitano goal was just so cheeky, and I absolutely loved it. So it's brilliant. It was I was brilliant. over the moon as well with that. I have to say, but um, no, what I want to say to you was. Um, I mean, what, you, what, what your thoughts are with Steve Clark? Because I think um, you know everyone agreed that he did a great job last season. Cause, um, you know, coming in for Hodgson was quite a hard job. But I mean, uh, in the long term, do you think he's the guy who can kind of take you on to bigger and better things? Do you think he could take you into Europe, perhaps? Or yeah, is... he's, I mean, he has the last the last couple of games. He sort of changed my mind a bit, if I'm honest. I was I was starting to question him because he had a brilliant start to last season. Um, obviously, we were. Right up, right up the top of the league for, for half a season and then since last Christmas we've, we just went on a really poor run um, and we sort of just lost our way a bit can't quite put your finger on it um, where it all went wrong but as I said the last couple of games not just the results but the performances um, obviously Man U as well we, we didn't just beat them we outplayed them yeah that was what that was what surprised me because when I heard the result I thought you know, perhaps two couple of counter attacks, and you know, you expected Man United to have had tons yeah. of chances. But when I saw the highlights, I thought, you know, West Brom were unlucky not to score oh. three or four. I mean, they're absolutely yeah, we, we, we absolutely outplayed them. I and even when when United equalised, you expect them then to go on and right, exactly yeah. and win the game. But if anything, we got better. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, so he has changed my mind, and I do think we. You can tell we're playing. Under Hodgson, we played very defensively, very, I mean, much like the England team, we yeah. did what we had to do um, to win games. Under Clark, we're a bit, there's a bit more freedom. Um, we've still got the same sort of discipline, but there's a bit more freedom to attack. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite enjoying it at the moment. Leo? Yeah, it, seems, it seems that, because both, um, so I remember West Brom, didn't, you didn't really sign many players, did you, to quite late on? Yeah, I mean, that... Sorry, oh. carry on. Yeah, that that was the problem. In the first three games, it, everything was just all a bit stale. Um, I mean, the signing of Cessignon, um, uh-huh. he's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic, and he was just the sort of player we needed as well. He he can just produce something out of nothing. Um, he, I mean, absolutely fantastic signing. And Amal Fatana, I, I mean, I, I admit I've never really heard of him, um, but he's 
he settled in really well, slotted in brilliantly. Mm. Um, and, and equally as well, I've, I've never really been yeah. a big fan, but, but he played Old Trafford and he was, he was brilliant. He mm. absolutely bullied yeah. Ferdinand. Um, yeah. And he, he looks like a good sign as well. Cool. So. Okay, Leo, any questions for Richard? Yeah, after the uh, shaky start to the season, you guys have kind of turned it around and obviously the great result this weekend. Overall, for the entire season, where do you guys see your, where do you see yourself finishing? Um, I mean, I'd be, I'd be happy again just with survival this season. Um, I think that's our sort of aim at the start of every season, really. Um, obviously, the higher up the league we can finish, the better. I can't see us doing any better than last year at the moment. Um, so I can't see us breaking into Europe just yet. Maybe a couple more seasons time. Um, but just another year of consolidation and solid Premier League football. I think the squad still needs a couple more additions before you're challenging for Europe? I think so, yeah. I mean, defensively, we, we, we are quite solid defensively, but McCauley now is 34, I think. Olsen's 31, 32. Um, so they're, they've probably not got that long left in them. Um, and also the fullbacks is probably our weakest area of the team really never really been a big fan of Liam Ridgewell um, and Billy Jones I, I quite like him going forward but again defensively he's unconvincing so I do think we need probably a, a couple more defensively to, to start challenging a bit higher up cool um, any more questions Leo? Uh, it covers mine yep ok Mo anything for Richard? Hi Richard, how are you doing? Hi, yeah, very well, thanks. Firstly, I'd just like to say thank you very much for absolutely demolishing Man United. <laughs> You're very welcome. Always lovely to see. Um, I wanted to ask you about Amalfitano. You don't see many people go to Old Trafford, especially the first time they've played there, and have that much composure. What's his yeah. back? Where did he come from, and um, what did you put that down to? Oof, I've no idea, to be honest. I mean, the first, the first I saw of him... Um, was, I mean, obviously he was the first signing we made on deadline day. Um, came in on loan from Marseille. Um, and I saw him away at Fulham. And he, he played completely differently. He was very disciplined, just slotted into a sort of defensive midfield. Um, then at home to Sunderland the following week, he absolutely just ran the show, just from start to finish. Everything went through him. He created the first two goals, scored the third. Um, and then again at United last week, he absolutely just he, everything c- that comes into him, he, he's he's got so much time on the ball. Always finds a, a West Brom player, and he, he looks a really stunning player. I'm I'm amazed that no one has come in for him before. If I'm honest, I can't. He's like a great bargain. Yeah, I can't believe that we've got him. I mean, he's only on loan, which concerns me because um, I'd quite like to keep him by the looks of him so far. I'm hoping. I'm hoping he just flies under the radar a bit to keep everyone keep everyone off him. Well, I'm, I'm glad you let us know that he's on loan. I think we might have to get the Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need any more midfielders. You've got loads. <laughs> and um, Berardino, he sounds Brazilian, but if I'm not mistaken, he's English. What's uh, expected of him? Well, he's. I mean, obviously, he's, he's coming this season. He scored uh, four goals in the League Cup. Obviously, got the winner last week. Um, I mean, he, he is playing for the England under-21s. It's, it's a nice story. Well, it's not a nice story, but it's it's a, a good story. Um, he came over when he was 10 years old. Um, 
he had to flee Burundi because uh, there was a war going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came over when he was 10 years old. He's, West Brom signed him up the following year. He's been up, been at Albion since he was 11 now. Um, made a cut, he's made sort of the odd appearance here and there. This is the first sort of season he's really broken through. Um, from what I can see of him, he reminds me a lot of Odin Wingy in that he'll, he, he's not, he doesn't look technically brilliant, but he'll get the ball, he'll run, he'll, he's fast. And he, can, he really can finish. He's got a, a really good eye for goal. Um, I mean, the finish against United was absolutely outstanding. First, uh, yeah, it was. It was outstanding. So um, I'm not sure really whether he's ready for first team football yet. As in starting, I'm not sure if he'll start on Sunday. Mm. Um, but he's, he's probably earned the, earned the chance. Yeah. Well, has he earned the contract? Because I hear his contract's up for uh, up for expiry next summer. And Apparently uh, so. Yeah. Um, that's sort of come to light since the United game, I think. Um, I, mean, I, I can't believe we haven't. So, I mean, obviously he's part of the first team plans because he's been involved pretty much every game this season. So I can't really believe we haven't offered him a contract yet. But I hope we do. From what I've seen of him, he does look very promising. Yeah. Do you, do you think the squad that uh, Steve Clark has assembled this season is, is stronger than last season's squad? Because I know, okay, you've you've lost Odin Wingy. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on with Anelka, but. You seem to have more options uh, uh, in the forward I lines. Mean, we've, got, we've got more options. Certainly going forward, we've got so much more options than, than, than I've ever seen before. Mm. Um, I mean, Anelka, it's, it's been tough for him, to be honest. The first three games, he looked completely lost. I mean, we weren't playing at all to his strengths, though. We, the first three games, for some reason, I don't know why, we were playing a really long ball game. And when you're playing Nicholas and Elko up front on his own, he, he just looked completely lost. Um, we did see signs of him settling down in the Sunderland game that we won. Um, so he showed a few little nice touches, um, but then he got injured, so he hasn't really been able to build on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we've, I mean, we've got Shane Long as well coming back this weekend. Mm-hmm. He offers something different. Obviously, I've mentioned Cessignon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've got that many, so many different options now. Um, it's it's a nice problem to have, which, yeah. which we've never had before, really. Um, as <clears throat> has, do you think? Um, I think I don't know if somebody asked us a question already, but do you think Steve Clark has moved the the squad on the way you play, the tactics? From definitely, you? definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I say, under Hodgson, it was very pragmatic. It was. I mean, we got results. Um, sort of battled, sort of one two 0 victories. Really good. Did did a great job. Um, absolutely just sort of made us solid. Um, as I said, Clark's come in, given us a bit more freedom. They can express themselves a bit more. And the, I think sort of the signings of Cessignon and Amal Fatano, just something a bit more creative. And you've got Sinclair as well, is that right? You've got him Sinclair, yeah. Unfortunately, he's missing this weekend. Right. Um, he got injured in the United game. Right. Um, but I've not really seen enough of him yet. Mm. Obviously, he missed a lot of last season. Yeah. Uh, didn't really play much, so I think he's probably just trying to get back into playing week in, week out. I need to see a little bit more of him to sort of comment on him. He's not really done that much so far for us. Okay. Um, but, but a promising promising player and a nice, again, a nice option to have. Mm-hmm. Now, last season we went over to the Hawthorns and we got a very good uh, 2-1 victory over there. Two goals from Rosicki. Um How do you see it going this season? Um... I, I, if I'm honest, I'd be delighted with the draw. Obviously, the way you're playing 
Um, I mean, you play the, the best football in the Premiership. Um, and obviously at the moment, top of the league, everything's going well. I, I don't know how many away games you've won in a row as well, but it's a lot. Um, eight. Eight? Is it? Um, so I, I can't really see anything, anything other than you winning again, unfortunately. Um, but optimistically, I'd like to say we can, yeah, you never know. We we, have, we went to Old Trafford last week and won. So there you are. What's the what's the what kind of soundings do you get from the from the Hawthorns faithful? What kind of what's 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 the the um, atmosphere like? What, 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 what are the people looking forward to this game with anticipation coming yeah, up? Yeah, they in? are. They are now. I mean, after the after the poor start we've had, it was really nice to get a couple of, a couple of wins back to back. It's got everyone sort of going again um, and obviously the win at Old Trafford last week has sort of taken the pressure off us a bit this, this Sunday as well we, we're not going into it needing to get a result because you know we've sort of kick-started our season there um, so it was sort of maybe with the pressure off a bit we can relax and, and play some sort of nice football mm-hmm. what's, what's your record like at the Hawthorns you have, you guys have a, you just say you have a decent home record a good home record or is it you, Gen- you- generally yeah I mean like I say we struggled post Christmas last year we lost we lost Claudio Jakob to injury and Malumbu went to the African Cup of Nations and sort of right down the spine of the team was sort of shattered really and when when they both came back I mean they were absolutely outstanding for the first half of last season mm-hmm. and when they came back they never really got going again um, I mean the, the first time they've really played well together was last week so mm-hmm. hopefully that's um that's going to, but home form, um, generally fairly good. I mean, it depends. If we start badly, I don't, I don't want the fans to get on their back. Obviously, after the first two defeats at home, Southampton and Swansea, they're two you'd, you'd hope to be winning. Um, so, I mean, it's Arsenal, so we can't expect, we can't expect too much. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it should it should be a good atmosphere, I think, especially after the United win. Everyone should be upbeat. Cool. All right. Last thing. Um, best pubs and best grub. grub. Where, where can you uh, offer? Where could you recommend for the travelling Arsenal fan on on Sunday evening? Sunday well, to be afternoon. honest, I actually live in Birmingham, right. so it's, I can't give you anywhere in West Brom mm. um, that isn't a West Brom pub. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if you're coming from sort of in into Birmingham, which most people do, um, there's a, a pub called the Old Contemptibles, which is very good, um, which is a sort of a big football pub, uh, gets a big football crowd, mm-hmm. um, especially on a sort of um, a, a, a lots of home and away fans. It's quite a nice atmosphere. Right. Uh, that would probably be the place to go. Right, and for grub as well, or is there anywhere nearer to the ground? That you'd recommend any good curry houses, any good kebab oh, places, any good fish and chip shops. Houses, loads and loads of curry houses. Take your pick. I mean, you'd, you'd struggle to find a bad one, to be honest. Right. Um, there's, there's, there's hundreds. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you, so, so, any any good fish and chip shops or kebab shops? Any good pie and mash shops? Anything like that? Any other kind uh, of cuisine you could recommend? Really do the pie and mash up here. Right. Um, fish and chips, there's plenty, but I'd definitely say go for a curry right. uh, if you're in Birmingham. There's, uh, they do fantastic curries. Right. Great stuff. All right then, Richard. It's great having you on. Um, Thanks for inviting me. Uh, no, thank you for coming on, and we should hopefully we'll do this again in the return fixture later on in the season. Yeah, definitely. Great. Okay, all the best for the for the game. Yeah, cheers, cheers Richard. Cheers, thank you.
Okay, that was Richard Dais of at West Brom blog. That's at West Brom blog talking about uh, Sunday's game up at the Hawthorns against Arsenal. Um, so, fellas, uh, looking forward to the the Sunday game. Um, what do you expect? What do you anticipate? Um, Leo, start with you. The way we've been playing, I mean, you can't see anything other than a win coming out of the weekend. Uh, coming off the back of the Napoli result and the final run of form that we're on, I'm expecting nothing less than three points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal? Yeah, I mean, every time we go into a game, you know, I'm always quite apprehensive because I can always, you know, the last few years have programmed me to think of what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every time I've done that this season, we've come through it. You know, um, I think the last two games we've had against Swansea and Napoli are probably the two hardest games of the season, perhaps bar the, the Spuds game. But, um, yeah, so I, I think we're going to win again. You know, we, um, we played so brilliantly in midweek. I think we'll carry that on, you know, the team will be confident and, um, you know, we know we can beat them. We, I know they rested players in the cup tie as well, but, you know, we fielded a, you know, a B slash C team in that game. Mm-hmm. So I think when everyone's back and, um, you know, we'll be fit and ready to go, I think we'll, we'll get a result. It might not be, um, pretty, it might be quite similar to the 2-1 last year, but I'd still back us to, to get a win. Mm-hmm. Mo? Yeah, I, I do expect a win. To be honest with you, if um, if West Brom hadn't beaten hadn't beaten United and it had gone the way everyone thought it would have gone, they'd be on five points with West Ham just above the relegation zone. So you know, I think we don't have to worry about that United result too much. Their their form has been a bit inconsistent. So I think we do have a, have a psychological advantage mm-hmm. as well, having gone there uh, so recently and won with our with our weak team. So. Um, Okay, uh, is there is there a chance that we could run the risk of be, being complacent, just turning up there expecting to win, or do you think no, this squad here, we, you know, they've got the real kind of professional mentality. They, you know, they they, they go out there with they, they, knowing the job they have to do and, and execute it. What do you reckon, mate? I, I think we can answer that question with two words, and then two words are Matthew Flamini. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think he's um, he's a sort of player that can't get away with that sort of behaviour with, you know, at the game, uh, at the last game against Napoli, I was, I was watching him uh, on the post, you know, as soon as we can see the corner, you'll see him run over to the post, and how some people stand on the post looking like a teapot, mm-hmm. he's, you know, paying attention, shouting at people, telling which players to get which markers, and I, I see that change week in, week out of the Emirates um, mm-hmm. this year. Um, I, I personally think complacency, it, it could creep in. But, you know, Wenger was saying ambition with humility recently, and I don't think we're getting carried away. If anyone is, it's the fans. I, I don't see that creeping in with the players. I think we've been really, really um, strong in games and keeping our concentration levels up. So I'm hoping the players aren't, aren't going to fall into that sort of trap. Mm-hmm. Cal, where do you reckon we might find uh, West Brom's weak points this weekend? Well, as uh, Richard was saying, you know, he's not completely convinced by the defence. And, um, you know, I think at this moment in time, you know, the way we're playing, I mean, we made, in that first quarter of an hour, we made Napoli look completely average. You know, I mean, if we can do that against Napoli, then we can do, do far more against West Brom. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be a tough side to break down because I imagine they are going to, you know, put them behind the ball. But, you know, with the way Ramsey and, and Ertzel and, you know, everyone's playing, I think we'll be able to get through that defence. I think their biggest threat will be, you know, your Sessegnons and your, and your Malfatanos because they're the guys that can unlock doors for them. 
But I would say, you know, we shouldn't be afraid of, of that defence and that, you know, if we, you know, give a bit of pace, a bit of, you know, about our play, I think we'll be able to break them down. I wouldn't say with ease, but I certainly think we'll be able to do it a few times in the game. And, you know, if Giroud's got his shooting boots on, if, you know, Ramsey and, well, now, and also now Ertz have scored his first goal, he might go on a bit of a spree. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we've, um, our attack should, should do well against their defence. Right. Leo, who do you see playing behind Giroud? Who are the three? Oh, jeez. Uh, well, certainly Ozil's going to be one of them. Flamini's kind of become undroppable at this point. Yeah, that's uh, the defensive. I mean, the, 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 the two wing forwards and the, the attacking midfielder. Who are the two yeah. wing forwards and the, and the attacking midfielder that you would have? Uh, is Santi due back to this weekend? Or is well, he still... well, I think he could have come back. But the fact that we've got an international break, I think Wenger's going to withhold him so he won't get called up for Spain. So no, he won't be playing. That's a tough call then. Uh, on the right-hand side, I, I mean, Nabri's kind of earned a spot. I think his performance uh, against Swansea was, you know, worthy of being chosen again. Now on the left side, huh? it's a tough one. It is. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Mo, who would you have? You're free. Well, Rosa Key's back, and I thought he was really lively against Napoli. Mm-hmm. He's um, mm-hmm. kind of underrated with the impact he has on games, I feel. So I think he, he may well get a start. And who who else? The other two? Well, so I'd say potentially Rosa Key, Wilshire, and, uh, sorry, Rosa Key, uh, Ozil, and Ramsey. Right. Uh, them, them three for me. Mm-hmm. Wilshire, you know, he was on the bench and his form hasn't been as good as the other guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I feel like you know, I, I'm, I'm all in favour of protecting him, making sure he doesn't get injured, keeping, mm-hmm. keeping care of the ankle. Yeah, sure. Uh, Cal, who's your three behind Giroud and in front of? Well, I said um, on the forum that I'd, I'd quite like to see Nabry come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I think against uh, Swansea, you know, especially. Before we scored the goal, he looked like the one player who could make things happen in what was up to that point a very tight game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now he's got that, you saw in that, in the, you know, for the for that run at the end of the first half in the Swansea game where he's burst through the defence and laid on, laid on Giroud. Mm-hmm. He's got that confidence now where I don't think he thinks himself as a 18 year old youth team player, you know, given a shot in the first team. I think he sees himself now as, right, I can actually go out and I can actually compete for a first team spot, mm-hmm. especially with Walcott and, and Oxley Chamberlain out. So, I would give him a go on the right. I think he he's good enough physically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sort of through the middle, I think goes without saying. Uh, and I'm kind of torn with the left. I think you've either got Rosicki, who I think did play all right on, against Napoli, but you could tell that perhaps he hadn't um, played probably for a few weeks, but he did look lively. Um, and, and Jack, but I'd probably go with Jack just because um, Rosicki played in the week. He's just come back from a, a fairly long injury. And I actually think Jack played uh, pretty well in the second half against Swansea. Mm. I think in the first, no one really played well, so I don't think it's too hard. I don't think you should really um, criticise him too much for that. So, yeah, to be honest, if, if Rosicki's feeling good and, and Wenger played him on the left, I'd be happy with that. But mm. um, if it was up to me, and I would probably bring in Nabry and Wilshire and, and on, on the wings and mm. think, you know, it would be, be pretty awesome to be able to rest two players and then come bring them back, which is something we haven't really been able to do this season. So I was going to say that it does present a beautiful dilemma, a beautiful headache, really. Well, it's nice so, to have, I tell you. You know, it's, it's something that it's a luxury that we really haven't been um, uh, um, uh, privileged to have. Um, 
you know, I don't know if it was on the forum or somewhere, somebody said on the forum that a fit Rosicki is arguably a best attacking midfielder. I don't know if you guys agree with it or you well, don't. Well, yeah, I, I think, unfortunately, Rosicki's never, I mean, Ernst always just a step above. Mm-hmm. And, and Santiers as well, probably, although we'll, I imagine we'll probably play him on the left. But, you know, I love Rosicki, you know, he's a player who, you know, the way he's kind of revived his career over the last two or three years, I think we all hoped would, would, would happen with the RB last season because mm. there was long periods where Rosicki looked like he, you know, we might as well just cast him off because he's never going to get back to his best. Mm-hmm. And at the end, especially, I remember the end of the um, 11-12 season, he was just superb in that running. Mm. And suddenly you thought, well, actually, he's still a great player. And, you know, the way he plays, you wouldn't know he's 32, whatever, whatever age he is. Mm. Um, so I, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't go as far to say he's our third best player or even, mm. you know, one of our best stacking midfielders. But, well, like, he's also very versatile, you know, because mm. you feel comfortable with playing him out wide. He, he, I think early in the season he even played a little bit deeper mm. um, when Arteta was out. But, you know, so I think to have a guy of his experience in the team, a guy who clearly, you know, really likes the club, the, you know, the, the fans really like him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I would I want, I would want to keep him around for this season and perhaps longer. So, yeah, I like Rosicki. Cool. Leo, if you had a choice between Nabry with youth, exuberance, strength, power, Trickery's just scored his first goal for the club versus Rosicki, who put in a, a really good shift on Tuesday, who, who, who'd you go with? Uh, that's not an easy call. I mean, a lot of it depends on who you're playing as well. I think mm-hmm. uh, Nabry brings a physicality to the game that Rosicki doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly the time of the game, but there was a run where a ball was played down the wing on Nabry's side mm-hmm. against Swansea, and he was maybe a half step behind the defender, but he got that, he got down even with him and just shouldered him off the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see Rosicki, you know, doing that as often, but then on the defensive side, I think, you know, Rosicki adds a little bit more he's than a, he, you know, he is he, a very good tackler, isn't he, Rosicki? He is. He's, he's, he's a very know, underrated tackler. He's not, a, you know, he's not the type you would think to have that tackling ability that he does. Um, Who was it on? It was on Match of the Day a few weeks ago. Sorry, but that reminded me of something that really annoyed me on Match of the Day. was where I think it might have been Cheer, where there was a clip I think we, we might even have lost. And Rosicki went in for a tackle and he said, oh, that's probably the first tackle he's ever made in his Arsenal career. And I said, hold on, you know, this is a guy who, thinks when he makes tackles, he doesn't just go in. You know the way Arteta wins the ball, which is often he just stands stands up and just puts a foot in. And Rosicki loves to dive, you know, he's yeah. decent at it, to be fair. But, you know, I remember thinking, what do you mean he doesn't, ta-? you know, he always tackles for us. And, you know, sometimes he often, I think he got, did not get yellow on Tuesday for a, a bad tackle. But, uh, you know, to, I think he, he's a very keen tackler, so... Mm. Callum, I agree with you. I think um, if your nickname's Little Mozart, mm. people that don't watch you week yeah, in, week exactly. out are going to make assumptions about you. Yeah. And um, if you watch as then you know what he's like, but it's an easy assumption, but a wrong assumption. Mm-hmm. People just think, you know, um, attacking midfielder, injury prone, probably doesn't like to tackle, but it's going to be further from the truth. Well, you, you guys are absolutely right. As I said, you know, he's very underrated, and I think outside of Arsenal, no one really actually looks at him for his attack, his tackling ability. He can slot into the centre of midfield and, and he tracks back. He, he's, he puts a good shift in. When he's fit, he does put a good shift in. So, um, you know, people like, I mean, why do they have Shearer on that show anyway? I mean, it's just, you know, another, another pleb on the, on the BBC that we waste our, our taxpayers' money for. You know. I know. It's I, I really cannot stand Alan Shearer. He just, every time we, every time he's on, 
it, it bothers me, you know. And uh, I love it when I think this weekend, you know, it was great because we won. United had lost, City had lost, and I'm pretty sure Shearer wasn't on match today, so I was just thought, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> great night. Great stuff. You've been able to pause and record and forward to the other. Exactly. Um, quickly. Um, um, one of you <coughs> said, I think it was Leo, or was it? No, no, it was you, Carl, that said, uh, Cazorla's gonna, you might, you wouldn't be surprised if Wenger keeps Cazorla, 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 under wraps. Because where? Because where? Whatever his name is. Under wraps because, um, we don't want to lose him to uh, another international injury. Um, yeah. okay. We've done the international break. Back to league. Um, we've got Norwich up next. Is it, I think, after the international break? I'm not it sure. Cazorla's yeah. back. Cazorla is back. Where, who, who gets dropped? Does anyone get dropped? See, this is a discussion that's been going on for a while now, and I actually think it is relatively straightforward. Because I think, as far as the middle of the park goes, I don't think you can displace Ram, well, Ramsey, obviously. Mm. But that little bite that Flamini has given us in the midfield, I mean, it's just, I don't. I would hate for us to take that out at the moment. As much as I love Arteta and I love Jack, mm. and then for the front three, I think when when he's fit, Walcott because his pace and you know he will score goals, he will get assists, uh, sort of through the middle. And I'd have Santi on the left, where I think because he moved across to the left towards the, the kind of the last few months of last season, mm. and he did very well there. And so for me, I think as much as I would love to incorporate Rosicky and, and Jack into that team, I, you know, I wouldn't. I would. I would keep Rams in family. Ursu uh, and Cazorla have to play, and Walcott, I think, is our best option on the right. So, I, that, that for me, that's the five I would go for. Mm. And obviously, you're going to rotate week by week, but you know, if, if we're going to a big game in our first team, that's the, the five I would go for, mm. based on current form and injuries sure. and whatnot. But. Sure. Um, Mo, um, uh, is Wenger right to sort of manage Jack and manage his expectations and manage the fans' expectations of Jack? Because, you know, he's not been match, he's not been that kind of sharp Jack that you that you've seen in the past, the Jack that takes the ball, surges forward, has that little burst of pace to take him past a, a would-be uh, tackler, you know, that it takes the, the game. I mean, he's, he still tries. He's, I don't think it's a confidence thing with him, but he's just he's just not quite there yet. Do you think that Wenger's doing right by just keeping him back and, you know, allowing the other players to shine and giving him time to, to get up to speed? What, what, what do you think? I think... Um in, in a way, Pender's decision is being made for him with the form of Aaron Ramsey and obviously Meza Ozil. Um, but, you know, Jack came on against Napoli and he did display some of that form. I thought when he came on, he was really good. But he, he's injury prone. We do need to protect him a little bit. And, um, I, I don't know, I, it, it's, uh, it's un, unthinkable to think that we're talking about willingly leaving Jack on the bench. Mm -hmm. But I just think that's uh, what that's what makes a title winning squad. Mm. When you can uh, play your players relentlessly and they can, they can actually come in feeling 100% and feeling fresh, that's the way to go about it. You know, we were talking about the lineup for West Brom and Serge Navri's played three games in a week, which is why I, I personally didn't mention it. You know, I think if you start making someone play four games in 10 days or 40 days or whatever, that's when their performance is going to drop. So mm. I think it's quite important. Eventually we're going to have to give Rambo a, a rest as well, even sure. if he is scoring every week. So I, I don't think that Jack's necessarily being singled out or mm. um, being held back. I just think it's part of a natural rotation, but the player's form dictates how that rotation occurs. That's right, that's right. Um, 
uh, Leo, it's a mouth-watering prospect seeing Odzil and Kapola playing together. I know you must have dreamed of this this combination since we the the, the day we signed the little German. Um, how do you see that one playing out? How do you, kind of, what kind of combinations do you see happening there? I can see, you know, I, I, I struggle to remember a player that's come in that's been as influential as Ozil. Mm. And for anybody in the league for years. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I know it's only been a handful of games this far, but, you know, he's been involved in everything that's been happening at Arsenal since since the day he arrived. I mean, and then you had a player that had the impact in his first season, like Azorla, back into that squad, put him on the left-hand side, partnered up with him. I mean, I just, I can't wait to see it happen. Um, two of the, you know, primary talents in the league right now in the midfield, and then, you know, we've already got a strong midfield without Santi, so, boy, yeah, as you say, I just can't wait to see it happen. It's like, a, it's like a dream. Indeed it is. Um, you know, earlier on in the season we were saying, you know, the injury crisis is pretty pretty woeful. Um, it's a great testament to the guys that were in there and playing so well. But um, as time goes on and Consola comes back and hopefully Vio will come back soon and in the not-too-distant future we'll get Podolski and, 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 and Lord Chamberlain back having these guys available they're going to be quite fresh as, as the season goes on aren't they? they you know when it comes to that sort of winter or, or february march kind of times when you know we kind of we kind of tend to struggle with fitness and fatigue and injuries and whatnot these guys are going to be kind of fresh aren't they leah yeah um you know it's a nice problem to have i mean we might be thin in a couple other areas but our midfield and wings you know while we're kind of thin now because of injury, once everybody's back and healthy, we're going to have quite a bit of depth. You know, mm-hmm. like we were saying with the midfield, you know, who who do you drop? You know, having players like Arteta and Wilshire coming off the bench, you know, that's not something that we've had the you know the privilege of being able to do in past seasons. Mm-hmm. This year, we've got that depth and experience and ability waiting in the wings. You know, for squad rotation to change the flow of a game. You know, it, it, I could see things going much more smoothly in the uh, winter months this year than they have in, in recent. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, then, fellas, let's uh, wrap this up. Let's get down to wrapping this up. Um, right. Um, let's ask our guest, Mo, can you give us your prediction and the first scorer? For Sunday, please. Oh, you're putting me on the spot now. I will say 2-1 to Arsenal. And the first scorer... Um, I'm, I'm probably going to go for Giroud. Okay. <laughs> Alright, Cap? I'm going oh, to... You know, I was thinking 2-1 and Giroud myself, but I'm going to go 3-1, because I think we'll score a late goal on the counter. Um, and... I mean, at the moment, it's either, you, you're always picking either Rambo or Giroud, isn't it? It's one of the yeah, two, really. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Giroud, you know. He scored in the week. It was his birthday in the week. He's got another goal in him, so I'll, I'll go with 3-1 and Giroud. Cool. Leo? I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, I kind of doubted the squad going into the Napoli game. You know, having 
watched them play a few times this year. They looked pretty organized in defense, but we were able to make them look silly for the entire first half. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling 3 0. You know, we. Napoli struggled to get a touch on the ball for the entire first half of that match. You know, played with a lot of disruption in the midfield. You know, when they did get the ball, we were closing them down within seconds or, you know, pushing them off the ball. And I don't see West Brom doing any better against us. You know, and they, you know, their back line doesn't look to be real strong. Mm-hmm. I can see us, you know, making them look confused and putting a few by them. Right. So who's your first scorer then? Uh, I've been going with Giroud and Ramsey lately because they're the easy choices. But I uh, changed it up a little bit midweek and went with Ozil and that wound up being correct. So I think I'm going to go with Ozil again. Oh. Oh, great. Good stuff. Me, myself, and I, I'm going to go... I, I, I said 2-2 two, two in midweek, didn't I? I kind of put a downer on things, didn't I? For the, for the, for the <laughs> Do it again. again. Come on, win. <laughs> <laughs> Three no loss. <laughs> right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go one nil to us. I'm gonna go one nil. I'm gonna be sober. I'm gonna go one nil. <laughs> I feel good about that. I'm gonna go one nil, and hopefully we'll end up winning four nil. Um, I'm gonna go one nil, and my first scorer or the only scorer <laughs> will be um, will be Koscielny. Yeah, I think he's due. I think he nearly he's scored the other night, didn't he? We've been looking good from set plays. He nearly scored the other night. He, he was very unlucky. The other night. He yeah, right yeah. He should have hit that either side as a goal. Yeah, so I, I, I think he's due to getting on the act. That's what I'm going for. I'm going to go for Cosy. Right. Well, he likes scoring against black and white, doesn't he? He does. Well, he does. He does indeed. Well, West Brom black and white, or are they kind of dark blue, dark and, blue and white, or something like that. We're dark. If you're colour blind, it makes no difference, does it? So, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. All right. Okay, fellas, that's great. Um, it's another one in the, in, in, in the, in the, in the bin. For want of a better word. All right. So I'm going to thank you all for coming on. That's Cal. Thank you. Mr. Leo. Thanks for having me. And our special guest, Mo Hader. Um, how, how have you found it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's always, it's always nice to talk about Arsenal and it's even nicer when we're top of the league and top of our Champions League group. So, it was a pleasure. Great stuff. Alrighty. Thank you.